Hello and welcome in to the SoRare Andrew Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare, joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Andy, I was thinking like a few minutes ago that I keep calling this the SoRare Andrews podcast and our logo says that, but definitely more people watch us than listen to us. And so like calling it a podcast, which is definitely like an audio uh, medium, but it's mostly video. So I just called it the Sower Andrews show and it's, it just felt weird. Yeah. I don't do, do people like, does that matter to people? Like what you call it? I don't know. It might, it might. I, I feel like it would bother people who listen to this audio version when we constantly talk about like shared screens and like, Oh, this looks yeah. so cool. And I like tried to describe it, but I don't know. That's just the thought I had. Anyway, thank you to everyone who joined us, including the first comment here uh, 30 minutes ago from Andy Black. Whoa, he was first. Way to join in. I'm going to give Misaki the uh, the real first here. Um, but we have a few people here, John Andrews and Hitanis Kumchai is how I would say that. But that's all I'm going to try. Uh, we're doing this at a different time due to just some stuff that I had come up which absolutely kills all of our European audience, at least for the live stuff. I assume Mike Baston sleeping right now and uh, everyone else who tends to do that. So apologies for those who like to join in live. And if you're taking the, uh, the replay, you can still like that video below. Everybody here who's live, you can like that too. Andy, the topic of today was that you think we're in a dip. Oh, do I? And you really nailed this dip call last time. Do you actually I'm think not, we're in a dip? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit here like this, and I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think we're in I a think dip. We're in a dip. I think so. Like, but what is a dip? What does um, that mean? You know, like just things are going down. Are they? Are, but why? Why matters, right? So there you go. If it's That's just right. a seasonal thing, then is that a dip, or is it just like seasonal? Um, Price changes. Yeah. Um, we talked about this in a Discord the other day. Maybe it was yesterday. They're all a blur at this point. And somebody was like, are we concerned that there's like, we had like the lowest day of the year uh, a few days ago? And my response was like, I had no worry. Not that like, I'm totally, like, obviously you want every day to go up, but like every day can't go up. And so you have to I kind of that, like put it in perspective. It, it might even be concerning if every day it just went up and up and up, right? You mean like this chart like, here of the users that seem to just constantly go up? Well, that chart has to go up. And I, I think people forget that sometimes, but that chart has to always go up. Like if you I sell so. my gallery, that doesn't like erase me from the game. True. I don't, I, well, I guess it does, right? As long know. as you keep one card, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Selling my entire gallery except one card so that I can keep boosting the so rare stats. Yeah. That's all. But yeah, no. Um, obviously, uh, I did that show with Pap recently, just kind of like explaining the so rare market and how, like, there are a number of things that go into card prices and card volume and whatnot. But I think we all 
kind of assumed that like European card prices would go down around now because we learned our lesson from MLS that card prices don't dip or don't get to the bottom, I'll put it, after the season ends, but it's actually before the season ends because people are already getting out early. We saw the MLS spike before the MLS season started, and we saw the same thing with J-League and K-League. And then we kind of even, not even evened out, it starts to go down when everybody has their cards for the new season. And now we're kind of like, oh, the the uh, Asia cards are going down because we have this, the new season. So we have, you know, the, the huge supply of new cards. MLS cards are any day now, you'd hope. Um, so it all just do, seems to be... Do we hope, though? Do we hope what? That they come out any day now? I just, I just I mean, want to see. When we're real... talking about like worried about dips or worried about like prices going down, I mean they release a whole bunch of supply. We know what's going to happen to to prices. Yeah, I guess the way that I just always have looked at it is, uh, and and it's different for people how they play so rare. But like I, I usually you know my focus is SO five, and I generally don't sell cards that I use in SO5. So like the, the, the value of those cards, which are like what I would consider my better cards, like the day-to-day value, yeah. like, like just doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And, and so, I agree hundred percent. I don't, I don't, some people, some people I know keep track of their gallery values on a, like a short-term basis. I just don't look at it. It's like unhealthy. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's funny you say that because we actually had, a suggestion from someone like I got a DM asking if you could if we could create an option on Sora data where you could hide your gallery value and the value of your cards because hmm. they were like I'm just not sure it's like healthy in the short term for a lot of people and I was like boy that's silly because that's like something that everybody likes to do and then the more I thought of it I was like it's not a terrible idea just because you get so caught up in like what your gallery is worth and for a lot of people, like the data, it doesn't matter. Like if yeah. you're not selling today, the value of whatever you have, like doesn't matter. And I don't know. So like, I don't, I don't think it matters that the value of cards may be going down with the new MLS ones. I, I will say that the price difference between the new Asia cards and the old ones is so much bigger than I I expected it to be. You said the price difference? Yeah. So like the new cards are like significantly more expensive than the ones on the because secondary Because of that 5% market. bonus? Because of the bonus. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's something that we always said, and it obviously makes the most sense for the, to get the 5% bonus like now, because then you can just ramp up the whole season. But, yeah, by the end of the year, you'll have cards with 10, 11%. Right, right. And then you lose it, but then at least you're starting the next season at five and six percent but yeah like i forget what card it was that i bought recently um but yeah like the the new card was like 30 percent higher and and there were like multiples that were like 30 percent higher and it even got to the point where like people posting on the secondary market weren't even trying to match the new cards it was almost like a dual uh pricing system of like on the secondary market like the the New cards are up here, and the old cards are down here. And as It'd be much cool as we if say, you guys could could 
show some of that or if, if there was like a i don't know that, yeah. that sounds like a a mess but yeah uh i mean it's probably doable but it's yeah it was just like i, I wasn't expecting that mostly because uh like sean has always said that on our show that like you always want older cards because it means that there's like more xp built up you know hopefully it hasn't changed hands a hundred times already but like the faster you get to you know level 20 20 yeah like the better and new cards obviously are further away from that but i don't know i, I felt like there was this i had this weird like battle with myself of like xp is really important but I'm also not willing to pay extra for this current season bonus, even though like that's the point of the bonus. So I go out and buy these new cards. So I don't know. I don't know. What's... A, couple, a couple things from Chad. I agree with AJ. That would be cool if there was uh, uh, the auction volume and offer volume charts could be like a week to week basis just to kind of smooth it out and get rid of all that. I, I, I guess part of that is like the, um, deadline noise where it like mm -hmm. pops up and then like the day after it drops way down and you just get a lot of those jaggy lines in the, in the chart. Um, someone's joining us from Australia. That's pretty cool. A few of them. Yeah. So they love this time. They don't need those damn Europeans <laughs> taking up all the chat. <laughs> Hopefully we can assist you with being unproductive this morning at work. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. So, what is this from AJ? Why don't they make the bonus 12 months per card? So cards still at the end of the season don't have that happen to them. Makes it smoother for everyone. It is the worst it. winning yeah. a card like the last week they're available and <laughs> losing yeah. that 5% just immediately. Was it? Yeah, you you won that Alex Bono card and and uh, you told me this morning the first thing you want to do with that thing once you can is sell it. Yeah, It's, it's on the market. It hasn't sold yet. Hopefully, it, like I like I told you this morning. Hopefully, it sells before Westberg gets the job back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll buy Westberg too. Just what I want to do: own multiple Toronto FC goalkeeper cards. Yeah. No, I um, I don't know. So, two a.m. in the UK. We appreciate you, King, King Kaizen. Wow. I would never do that. <laughs> Sorry. You, you go to bed at like not nine. Like we're we're up past your bedtime right now. Oh, I would have gone to sleep like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. Hey Jammer. Yes, we're live. So so yeah, I just I don't know. I, I think there's just so much um so I'm glad you brought this up. So yes way Jose says, you ever find yourself convincing someone that four and a half percent on an old card that you're selling is better than five percent on the new cards? I have found myself trying to convince people and they just don't care. They're just like, no, no, five is more than four and a half. And I'm like, today it is. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so are you taking advantage of this dip by buying cards? No. Um, it's a weird part of the season. And I think that, I think other people are probably like me where they're kind of set up for this season. They're set up for the remainder of the season. So it makes it difficult to buy. And the cards I would really love to buy right now are those European cards that have really dipped. 
And I, I was actually giving advice to somebody today. I was like, I would be looking at, you know, the Belgian league teams that missed um, the top eight, but aren't getting relegated like circle Bruges. And I, there's a few others that they kind of yeah. fell into that gap. Those cards are really going to drop if they haven't already. I think most of them probably already have, but those would be good cards to target. But I think the scary thing for me personally is I like to do like stacks or strategic things. And um, I mean, we get, we have a summer transfer window coming up and you could buy a card that you think is useful. And then they, you know, like a good example last year, I had Thomas Henry who was great in the Belgian league. Just like he scored every game and no AA or anything, but you knew he was getting a goal. And then he went over to Serie A on like one of the bottom bottom half teams. And just like, I think he plays a little bit. Maybe he doesn't play a little bit. I don't know. I've stopped following him, but uh, he doesn't score goals. I know that. And I think you'll just see a lot of those movements where, where guys will go to tougher leagues and become useless. And then you'll have guys that go from those, you know, those types of roles where they're on a, Siri bottom bottom of the table Serie A team and then come back to Belgium and crush. So I think I think when it comes to the European leagues, people are going to be doing a lot of waiting to see where where guys land. Yeah, I so like I had this. He scored whole, some goals this year, by the way. Yeah, he had a few. One last week. Yeah. So yeah, I had this like it was last summer or no, excuse me, last spring, basically. Yeah. A year ago, maybe it was closer to May where I kept like a list. I think I've mentioned this before. Like I kept a list of like cards that I was like tracking. It was basically before sober did a watch list. I just did it in an Excel spreadsheet. And I remember uh, the two guys that like stick in my head were Charles de Ketelaire and Luis Sinistera. And I remember I tried to get CDK and I thought 0.125 ETH was too much. And Sinistera was like the same price. And I was like, yeah, it's like, that's too much. I'll wait for it to dip a little more. And then like by the beginning of the season, they were like one ETH. (laughs) It was just like, and like, I knew that was coming and it's coming like right now. Obviously those two are more expensive, but like there are other guys that kind of fit that mold. And I should have obviously like budgeted ETH for now. But then when like MLS starts, when all the good, like that's where my better cards are. And I'm like, oh, I need to improve here. I need to improve here. Oh, I need to buy five uh, under 40 L15 limited cards. And like all of a sudden I like do all these moves and I'm like, oh, I, I like don't have a budget now to buy anything. And it's like guys that I want, that I should be buying now. Like even forgetting guys like those two, because like U23s I think are the toughest because obviously like one big transfer and they can just they're just dead for a little bit and there's nothing worse than like spending a ton like i hate to like call out nellis on this but like the coop miners thing last year was like a perfect example like he was awesome as a u23 when he was in um where did he play why am He's i blanking in the ear to ear is that where he was yeah. or az Alkmaar? somewhere over there yeah you know and then he goes to Ma and he's terrible and or you know not terrible he's just not playing and it's like it's tough to like look at some of the big U23 guys now. Yeah, Kokchu is the good example uh, for this one. Or, you know, like uh, they're talking about Gravenberch going to Bayern Munich. Or, you know, if you have somebody like 
Jesper Carlson or like guys who maybe not are in that like superstar tier, but like they're really good U23 players and like they could just transfer and you're just like, oh, all right, I'm never going to hear from this kid again. And so like using some of your, your ETH balance on guys like that now, like you're obviously getting them cheaper. Right. But man, they could just, they could just kill you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Szymanski's um, another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking somebody else just popped in my head. Now I can't remember who I was thinking of who it would be. I don't know, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's tough to, to look at guys like that. Oh, the, the other one was Pedro Gonzalez. So like, he is awesome, but he's actually losing his U23. So that's another thing of like guys who lose their U23. If he stays at sporting, like he could be great, but he's like, still, he's like, he's priced like the price obviously has dropped because he's losing U23, but it was so high because he was U23 that like if he was already 26, like his price would have never gotten to where it was. So it's like, it just takes forever the prices go down. Like Jao Felix was another one that like when you, when you start at two ETH and you barely play, like people aren't going to give you up for 0.5. So it just like never really drops. And so when you kind of like, now you look at prices in, april and they're dipping and you're like oh that's pretty cheap for that guy but like yeah. come august we have or july when the transfer window opens like we just have no idea yeah Th this game definitely can can punish you and the like the punishments are severe you look at any of these guys that you just talked about where they're they were maybe a two ETH card or whatever they get that transfer you're punished and it's severe and all of these like ups and downs on these players, like when they turn 24 and they're no longer 23 anymore, that's a severe decline in value. And yeah, it happens over time, but it's, it's pretty harsh. Can you pull up his price graph? Apologies for saying he went to Milan. I forget it was Atalanta. He didn't even get new cards. So the price graph. There's probably just very little volume on on his cards yeah i mean he was That's like over one. two ETH. i don't know what the fiat was because i don't care but <laughs> <laughs> some people care laird but he was awesome yeah here i'll put it in fiat no look uh, worse. Oh. yo yo no say i want to say that looks like a uh stl city uh logo you have there so props mm. there it's good to see so Abba Mix said, sorry, missed the early part. Isn't this dip exclusive to European leagues and a correction to overrated America and Asia player <laughs> values? <laughs> I think you are partially right on that. I don't think it's a correction to the European, excuse me, to the American Asia players. Like, I don't think people were overpaying because they thought the players were better than they are. I think they were overpaying because they just wanted players. Like the season's I starting up. So I think matter. it might be a, like a system-wide correction. Like it was a correction was needed. Everything was going up, 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 up. Like correction was probably needed. So it was probably a correction across the board. And then market uh, forces on top of that because of SO5 gameplay. Right. No, yeah, I think that's Seasons fair. ending, stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it's all understandable. Like it's not... Like if you told if you told somebody 
a month ago, like, oh, MLS prices are going to be lower once the season starts and European prices are going to go down because there's only a month left. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then it happens and everyone's like, oh, my God, what happened? Do you think do you think people collectively, though, are just getting more intelligent and more prepared for like the dips and and they're preparing even earlier? Like maybe this dip was just like the the quote unquote dip was just earlier than was it earlier than last year? I don't know. I was looking at the offer volume from last year and it looked like it was around the same time when. But again, different market forces because that was the boom. Like March was the boom and. I don't know. This is when I was going to buy CDK. How much was, let's see. June 1st, it was actually before June. I'll cherry pick this one. Point, oh, oh God. 068. That's, that's absurd. So it, it has to have been after that because I thought 0.125 was too much. So I guess it was June I waited until. God, that was stupid. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. It was this one. I went a year ahead. Yeah. Oh, John Nellis. Look at that from Pavel. 0.125. Great buy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um yeah, I don't think dip was camouflaged by the boom. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, I, th- I think I, I mean, you look at the dip last year, it was pretty s- severe, I feel like. I think the the big problem with trying to compare the past two years is that we didn't have, I mean, like this is the, the Gary V boom was absurd. Oh wait, that's, right. uh, that's offer volume too, <laughs> but the auctions. Yeah. I mean, like, I think the, the biggest difference that we don't account for is that limited cards made it a lot easier for people to not, buy rares Mm -hmm. and last year we didn't have that option we only had rares and so what is the push like if you were pushed to buy cards you're buying more like more expensive cards basically Mm. but like we had so many fewer users right yeah fewer scarcity i just it's really tough to like just look at last year and be like oh this is what happened but like the the conceptually it all makes sense to compare like yes prices are going to go down when utility goes down and utility short-term utility is way down for the european cards right now and way up for the american and the asian ones so it's as simple as that aj the uh sd50 index is getting a makeover which is why and we we didn't like what it was doing so we removed it from the site while we worked on on an improvement so that's why you can't find it anymore um I like that, AJ. Like, there are, and I should say AJ and JA, John Andrews, um, because there are so many factors and we'll never clearly understand all of them, like, beforehand. So just, like, a good response to that is just to always be nimble and stuff's going to be unexplainable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, we, it was Ivaldo months ago who was like, at some point there might be a dip that you know like not even a dip like a full-fledged crash he referred i think nobody did he sees re- coming did he refer to it as a black swan event yeah yeah and like yeah. you can't you don't see those coming that's why they're called that 
or gremlins yeah yeah i don't i mean we can't like sit here and be like oh we think it's coming because like fundamentally it's something we do not see coming so yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen anyway though but i think this dip is fully explained and i think you're not necessarily going out on a limb when you say that we're in a dip unlike the last time you said we were in a dip when we <laughs> were clearly not in one no 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 no. hold on last time i said a dip was coming that, that, we were you're already correct. we were already in the dip we were already in the dip yeah yes Jimmer, it's funny you bring up the Sawyer meetup at Steel City because I became like a Steel City member yesterday. Oh, how, do, how does that happen? I just paid them some money and they send me some t-shirts. Oh. But I'm like a part of I'm like a part of their new their member club membership club now. Well, I'm pretty jealous. I think I need to be part of their members only club. Do you get a cool jacket? I get two t-shirts. Okay. We'll have to talk to Evaldo. If, if it's like a members-only club, then we need a members-only jacket. That's a good point. Yeah. The difficulty is that I think I get four tickets to every game. And uh, <laughs> given that it's in Chicago and I don't live in Chicago. I mean, figure. that's for Jimmer and I, that's probably like a three-hour drive. We could probably make that. I don't know if we'll be able to make it home, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you on either. But I can get you in the game. That's it. Okay, fair enough. I was kind of I, I was kind of hoping it would include a so to give a little clarity to what we're talking about. Steel City FC is a fourth division team uh, outside of Chicago. Maybe they're in Chicago. They're uh, they're, in Chicago. I think they're in Juliet, which is you know a suburb. Okay, suburb of Chicago. Ivaldo, who has been on this podcast twice with two excellent episodes. I recommend everybody go back and listen to them. One was the currency bundle, and I, the other one was why I left SoRare. So he was on SoRare and left. And so I highly recommend you guys going back and watching or listening to that one. But he owns Steel City FC. He bought this fourth division team and is trying to make it, or I assume he's trying to get to MLS. That's my only thought. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to take out the Chicago fire and just be the Chicago rep. But anyway... I think Evaldo, he's just having a lot of fun. He, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. And they have some special event coming up next month. Was it the home opener that you sent the uh, flyer for? $2 tacos, $3 beers. I don't and, remember. Um, yeah. And I haven't, Evaldo's like disappeared because he's so busy with this team. So I actually, part of the reason I uh, did the, join the membership club was because I thought I'd get an email from him, like thanking me for joining. Uh no it. email, huh? No Nothing. welcome letter? Nothing? I just Maybe got a it's... confirmation. We'll ship your t-shirts shortly. Evaldo totally seems like the type of guy, though, that doesn't do email yet, and he's still on, like, snail mail. So. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so you might, it might be in the mail. You'll get it in a few days. Right. Maybe a handwritten note. I don't know. Right. Anyway, I highly recommend anybody who likes to spend their money on fourth division soccer... Just go to uh, steelcityfc.org as if they're like some nonprofit organization. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, club memberships. They have three levels. Hey, uh, Jay, all... that, would, that would be amazing. You should totally buy like a third or fourth division team. And, uh, so they're, you know, they, they play in the – what did they play in? It's like the, the Midwest something or other Premier League or – 
I don't know. There's so many little tiny leagues like that. That and fourth division to what? I don't even know what that means. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the third one is because I, I think, think the second is it USL two. Well, so it's all messed up now because they have MLS, MLS Next Pro, MLS Next, which is just the youth side, and right. then there's USL, USL two. I right. think there's still PDL. Uh, which might be USL two now. I don't know. There's the whole structure's a mess. Yeah, classic American mess. They play in the twenty team Midwest Premier League. Um, mm. I assume they don't go any further than Iowa or Indiana in those directions. But man, these European listeners are going to love this podcast. <laughs> we went from talking about a dip to Steel City FC. Yeah. But yeah, I highly recommend anyone. Oh, they play in the U.S. Open Cup, though. There's that. Do they really? Apparently. Uh, well, I mean, let me rephrase. The Midwest Premier League gets a spot in the U.S. Open Cup. I mean, that's pretty probably awesome. You probably have to win 25 games before you play a uh, MLS team. But yeah. anyway, this <laughs> Jimmer's right. I'm guessing no other fourth division teams are being discussed on such a prolific podcast. Mm-hmm. Show. Show. That's right. We're watching now. Jimmer's not going to have a podcast to listen to because he's watching the show right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you said you were not taking advantage of these low European prices. I am not either. Are you doing it because you had other ideas or because you're just dumb like me? I think I'm dumb. <laughs> but but also, like like I kind of mentioned before, I like to have I like to have plans or I like to try to make plans and if i buy guys now okay i might be able to use them for like depend depending on the the league like six more game weeks and then summer transfers come and all hell breaks loose so i guess if i if i didn't want to buy a player based on plans and i'm just like this is a talented player i want him then that would be a good idea i should buy that guy yeah like if it's it's if it's a a player that I just desire. Otherwise, if I'm building around some sort of strategy, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, I I think it makes sense for star players. And obviously those guys are more expensive, so it's not like you're getting guys cheap. Are those guys dipping? They they I my definition of star players maybe is a little skewed. I have some price alerts set up from like months ago. And they probably set them up months ago, like below, way below market value anyway. And I was like, let it, just in case they, they come out. And I've been getting some of them recently. Mm-hmm. One of which was Sebastian Coates, who makes sense in my gallery, but he's always been so expensive. And will he make sense next year, though? I think so. Like he, I, I think so. I have a Don. And just playing the two of them, going with the classic peachy um, stack, like makes sense. So it's like guys like that. And like, if you can get like Morioka cheaper, like go for it. But like, these are not cheap players, you know, like it's, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm seeing prices low enough where I'm like, man, if I had been smart and not bought an Osmar super rare two days ago when they go on a month long break. Yeah. I'd be able to take advantage of this, but it's also like, so I'm like 
pissed because I bought a card I can't use for a month, but I'm pissed because I don't have ETH to buy cards that I can't play for three months. So it's like I, I need to figure out what I should actually be pissed about. Yeah, Jules, Jules Kun, uh, Kunde, or I don't know how to pronounce. Correct me, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know you're talking about. I have him on, on one of my watch lists and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and it's finally like it's finally hitting on my watch list, but now I'm like, is it just gonna drop further or do I yeah, I don't know. So I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah, I mean like <clears throat> Coates got up to point nine five. I remember when he got that high, talking to people who had this is for his rare, talking to people who had him and they were like, man, should I sell? Because this is, this is really high for just like a guy. Yeah. I mean, he's good. He obviously has good scores, but like. Well, was he good? Has he been good like the last two months? Um, I, just, I just remember he was so good. And then, yeah, he's still been fine. Fine, though. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he had that like elite run. Yeah. Yeah, he has like some weird runs where all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to score some goals now. Right. Um, but like, it's it guys like that where I'm just like, should I, is that what I should buy? John, that's a great strategy for the summer. Hear news of a transfer, scoop up from the depths of Powell's gallery. Yeah. Um, I just, I'll always go back to like my, my, my thought of like Powell always wins. <laughs> so be careful. I forget what we saw the other day. It was a uh, goalkeeper got hurt. Who was it? I was watching an MLS game. Goalkeeper got hurt. And we immediately saw like three of them. We were talking about it in chat. Yeah, three, three it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Andre Blake? Yeah. And Matt, Blake. Uh, and Matt Freeze. Somebody yeah. bought like one or two, maybe three of them just went right away. And um, like... Blake he was, was down for like three minutes and then you see him get up and he's stretching. It was like, I don't even remember where he got hurt. It was like his shoulder or something. <laughs> and he's like sh shaking it out. And I'm, we were like, <laughs> we were, we were having a chat about like the guy that just bought him. What is he thinking right now? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, he's Stay shaking down. it out. <laughs> he's oh. good now. I mean, he looked dead for like, you know, he was like not moving on the ground for two minutes. And I, I know that's why he got bought. And then, and then he's like up, up and at him, back at it. He stays in the game, and then it's halftime because it was like it happened in like the fourth. Oh yeah, minute. it was just before halftime, right? So that was the other thing we were like, oh, he'll probably maybe he'll sub at half, and no, he didn't. He comes back out the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, save three penalties, and <laughs> he didn't really. Yeah, I think that's always a real dangerous game to play. It, I also find it funny, just soccer in general, that like is a very physical sport. But if anybody like sneezes on a goalie, he's like dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jiwa, thank you for joining us from uh, Australia. I believe you are. He said, "Do you think it's odd that Osmar's car is a midfielder and he's clearly a defender?" I think it's outrageous. <laughs> and egregious. Egregious and outrageous, and he'd be twice the price if he was a defender. Have you ever seen the score differences? Yeah. I have. Yeah, it's, it's a, somebody. Absurd. Somebody told me to look, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, it's uh, he's he'd be the best defender in the game. Um, is it just because they get a lot of clean sheets, or is it something he does? It's that he averages like ninety passes a game. Ah, uh, okay. And so with defenders, he's like timber basically, just passing wherever the hell he wants. Okay. Uh, it is very strange though that 
that they missed that. Speaking of strange, and I brought this up. I think I brought this up. Real, before, before you move on, whose fault is that? Is that Sorer's fault or is it Opta's fault? Or is it Sorer's fault for listening to Opta? I think it's the the latter. I think it's Sorer's fault for listening to Opta. And I'm what's the better way of handling that? Just looking at each player individually and making the 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 call? I think so. Well, I I mean they have an Opta feed, and in an Opta feed, you can see what positions people actually play, and you can just say they take all of these, you know, he plays 80% of his games as center back, Osmar plays 100, and it's like, hmm, maybe he shouldn't be a midfielder. Do you think that should be something that's, like, locked in at the start of the season, or should it be dynamic? Like, after five games at playing midfield, he should be a midfield card. And after five games of playing defender in a row, we're going to start minting his cards as a defender. Yeah, there's that's like a whole fantasy baseball thing, right? Where like guys like play second base and then they play three games in right field. And I don't think they should change. Um, you don't think they should change? No, hmm. I don't. It drives me nuts. And I don't think they should change midseason. I kind of like the idea of a player having multiple positioned cards, though. Yeah. I but think, maybe that's a maybe that is a bad thing because we we had a whole discussion on like people making the mistake of buying the wrong version of a player and it being you know yeah yeah well so I I'll bring two two legends points up about that so before last game week I can't remember if I actually talked to Sean about this on our show or not but Fabio Cannavaro obviously gets the points from the best defender on Juventus. And Juan Cuadrado has defender and midfielder cards. Right. And he's listed as a defender on SoRare, which means he's listed defender on SoRare data, which is why I was like, oh, let me go buy a Cuadrado card. And then I bought the midfielder card. And I was like, ah, I knew this was a problem. And yet I did it anyway. However, so it turns out that he got the defender score because Cuadrado's listed defender. What really chaffed my ass this week <laughs> is that David Villa's score as a legend, he got uh, Goncalo Guedes's score as the highest scoring forward on Valencia. Yeah. He has no forward cards. Like zero. It's not like he had some midfielder and some forward, but he's listed as a forward on so rare with zero forward cards. So you like if you wanted to Valencia is like terrible when it comes to like getting legend scores. So like you would never buy David right. be like, Oh, I could play him as midfield. You know, you get midfielder scores, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. But like the, that doesn't make sense. Like he's that's, supposed to get. That's dumb. <laughs> it bothered me. It's like still bothering me. And so anyway, no, hmm. I don't think you should change positions. But I would love it if I could convert my Osmar midfielder card to a defender one. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Just one time change. I won't go back. But I, that's another one that I think I got cheaper because I was like, oh, new season cards, blah, blah, blah. And then I paid for it. And I was like, I have no idea if I got a deal on this or not. Uh, you mentioned that there's a Korean uh, break. Yes. How long is the break and what's the break for? It's a month. Uh, I mean, it's almost a month. Their next game, their next, or like Osmar's next game is May 5th. 
Today is April 12th. Dang. And do you know the reasoning? Because I I'll bought bet. the Osmar card. And they were just like, you know what? <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet Rascal or someone in chat knows the reasoning. I have no idea what just, the reason is. I was is. just curious. I feel like the game, the season just started. And yet yeah. here we are taking breaks already. Yeah, breaking until game week 267, which actually sounds much closer than it is. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of almost like that Russian break in the, the middle of winter where it's like, but that, that break's actually longer. It's like two two whole months or something. Austria does it too. Yeah, right. That was another one where you could have gotten, um, you could have well, gotten a ton I, of discount. I did, I did the whole last, last stack during that break, and I know a whole bunch of other people did which has been infuriating because they've been rotating. <laughs> so the, the bottom, the top, the top team in the bottom half has just been like constantly rotating in these games. And I guess, I guess they just don't matter that much. And I don't know. So Misaki and Connor both said it's so that the Korean teams can play in the champions league. Mm. That's ridiculous. Is it because there's like a lot of travel involved or something? What's funny is that I used to have an Ulsan stack, like specifically for Champions League, and then it just got decimated, and now I just hate the Champions <laughs> Asian Champions League. Yeah, well, and f from what I hear, like teams that play in the ACL, um, there's tons of rotation because either they're prioritizing that or league or whatever, and right. just it makes it really hard. Or they like super prioritize it, and then they screw the domestic league games. Right. And then Madron gets COVID, and it doesn't matter anyway. Do we know Six for sure if it was? Weeks, yeah. Do we know for sure if it was COVID or not? I, I no. heard rumors. Yeah, still no idea. They play this weekend too. I guess we'll find out this weekend. Yeah, Misaki said they play six group games over two weeks in a central location, so Champions League teams are all abroad. Ah, that makes sense. But it's also ridiculous, and I want my Osmar card to play. Yeah. Funny concept to like shut a whole league down for that. Although I guess MLS did that for a little bit, didn't they? Or did they just delay games? I mean, yeah, I guess they didn't shut the whole league down. They like rescheduled. Cool. I remember the a few games last weekend for New York and Seattle. Yeah, but I mean, like Gold Cup goes on, and we have a ton of players that go report to that, and they just you know get reserves to play. My favorite is when they let they have like guys leave for international duty, like during the playoffs. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, Raul Ruiz Diaz. That happened. Ruiz Diaz did that uh, a couple years Bruce in a row. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a rough one. It just, I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe it's a really hard job. I don't know. Scheduling that stuff. Yeah. So I, do you, I, yeah. When do you? So are you buying America cards now? Or are you just I'm, not buying anything? I'm just not. Not buying because I, I bought everything I needed kind of before the season started. Excuse me. Mm. <laughs> and then I kind of did the same with like uh, uh, Asia and um, and America, and um, made little adjustments as the season went on. But I'm like comfortable with like the teams that I have and the teams that I'm planning on running. So it just doesn't doesn't really make a ton of sense to for me to add players. And I, th I, I feel like there's probably other people in similar situations. Makes sense. I mean, what about you? Is that kind of where you're at? 
I have so many holes that I was not expecting. Um, part of them are injury related and I just basically didn't leave myself enough wiggle room to, like, I knew I was light in certain spots and then it like really got like thrown at me. So let's revisit your champion Europe, uh, endeavor. Was that just riddled with injuries or what happened? Partially. Um, yeah, like, uh, I had Jonas Hoffman go down for a few weeks. He was one of my earlier guys. And then Moses Simon left for AFCON, which I knew was coming anyway. Right. Um, and then Rakitic got banged up a little bit. I feel like there was somebody mm -hmm. else. And then the whole Marseille thing. Shout out to Quinny. Like, <laughs> it was, Let's it was the right play. <laughs> it was the right play at the time. Yeah. Um, but that situation has just like ruined me to the point where I was like, I really don't like if it was. Hey, you're talking to a guy that owns a Paul Lopez rare and a Paul Lopez super rare. So yeah, preach, you were smart enough preach. to buy Mandanda. Give the Mandanda yeah. super rare. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So but, that'd be fun. I mean, okay. I get to try to guess who's starting now. Fun. Well, I have Lopez, so we know it's Mandanda. Um, <laughs> sure. No, I, it, the, I will say that having those cards and playing champion Europe, I think I've won like three cards, which I instantly sold or tried to sell because they were terrible, was fun. Like it was fun to like, know, like I knew those guys. So like it was fine. Like that was kind of the point. I thought it would be more fun. Yeah. Or I thought it would be for fun. But it's just you not, thought it would be fun, and it wasn't. <laughs> it's it's not that it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't fun, but like, <laughs> um, it was just that I, you know, what it is is that the prices. It felt to me that the prices of the Champion Europe guys dropped so dramatically, like fast, that, like, um, to go back to the Marseille thing, like I bought I. I we've talked about this, like I was going to buy Lopez and a defender. And it was like, do I buy Luan Perez, Camara or Coletta Carr? There's somebody else. No, it was those three. And I was like, Coletta Carr might move because this was in January. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy him. And then it was like between Camara, who I thought might, or I was told would leave. So I was like, maybe I don't want him, even though he's great. And Paris was the most expensive at the time. And I'm like, usually I just take the cheaper guy. In that case, it would have been Coletta Carr. And I'm like, no, it's champion Europe. I got to go for it. So I bought Luan Perez and he was like immediately horrific. Then he got they hurt. started rotating him. And then they started rotating him and he's worth. So he's one that it's like, it doesn't matter what the cards are worth until you, you want to sell them. Mm-hmm it really matters to me what Luan Perez is worth because it's like a third of what I paid. And now yeah. I'm just like, is it worth me just waiting on him or what? And God, he, the, the whole endeavor was terrible. And I want to like sell into this dip, but like selling into a dip seems really stupid. Yeah. Like why would you sell into a dip? That's when prices I mean, are low. <laughs> well, you can take that Ethan and go buy another cheap guard. I could. Like if, if if you're selling into the dip just to hold the ETH, then yeah, that's probably not that's probably not smart if your intention is to use that ETH later to buy cards. 
But if you're just going to sell Luan Perez now and then buy a different card, then yeah, you should do that. I'm really bad at that. Yeah. Taking losses um, on cards is like, I rarely do it. Is taking advantage more advantageous for newer folks than more tenured and especially boomers? Yeah, I, I think that I think that it makes more sense for someone that has a like like if if your plan is to buy cards and to grow your gallery now does not seem like an awful time. I mean, you're not buying at a point where I'm not not financial advice. I'm not going to tell people when they should or should not buy things, but. You know, you look at a chart and if you buy at the top of the chart, yes, there's more risk there. If you buy when you're closer to the bottom of, you know, said chart, less risk. So I think it could be a good time for some of those people to take advantage. Um, and yeah, yes way, Jose, I agree. This would be a great time if, so, if like a new whale came in and wanted to buy like a really good champion Europe side to try to, you know, win elite cards they could do that for quote unquote cheap just look at bambi 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 is making moves he's gonna have the biggest gallery you think so pretty soon it's like close now really mm -hmm. i mean I, I know that bambi's been going nuts buying stuff i didn't know that it was that insane um i'm pretty sure it's insane um See if I can pull up our top 20 managers here. I guess it's not quite as insane as I thought it was, but it's heading to be insane. Um, so Bambi's 11th now in terms of value. And, and wow. this is, these are like, as you know, uh, sort of data values that like uniques are a little tough. And that's what a lot of these galleries buy. What's crazy is that it's like 706 ETH with 254 cards yeah bellama is similar like like they're those are clearly efficient galleries Ooh. fantasy teller too look at that mm -hmm. yeah like roxy's first now with like three times the number of cards well not quite three times but why did we bring that up oh the whale's coming in and buying yeah i think it's a great time to buy now <laughs> like i think it makes so well so like we, um, I have people like reach out to us for the, for do, to do gallery re reviews, excuse me. And it's funny to like, the, the, the big question now is like, well, I have this gallery, should I sell everything to buy like a bunch of cheaper European cards so that I'm ready next season? Or do I just try to win now? And it's like, well, if you're, I, I, I think honestly, I think the, the correct move is to do that is to it's, not play this summer and buy right. the cheap European cards now. Yeah. Like make a really good Belgian team or Eurovidice team or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. And U23 is a little tougher. Definitely go buy Van de Voort though. And not financial advice. And, um, but other than that, like I, I think that is the right move because I think the upside of those cards is higher than what you could win this summer. And obviously that depends on, you know, gallery size or, you know, whatever your budget is, but it just feels to me that like 
the prices of where a lot of the European cards are now will be much higher when the season starts. Now, granted, it doesn't like that almost doesn't matter if you're just going to go play those cards, but you could also just flip them, you know, towards the beginning of the season. Like we know that price card prices go up as seasons get closer. Happens yeah. every year. Yeah, Skate there's that. Is asking if asking if he's ahead of himself for looking at World Cup cards now. Talk about everyone who bought. Donnarumma expecting him to be the only U23 World Cup goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, I guess we know now, but I don't think, I don't think. I would, I would be really hesitant about making any sort of World Cup plans or World Cup um, preparations and I like gallery decisions based on World Cup. I mean, yes, I hope and pray. So rare does like some huge World Cup uh, tournaments, prizes, things. But I could totally see it just being another international break. Oh, God. So, yeah, you could make some really elite teams and then. It's just not worth the 17. And then you're and then you're playing for six cards. Yeah, I think. I think it's okay if you're comparing two players that like two similar players and one of them is like a world cup player. And that is like a difference maker, but I wouldn't like go out and be like, Oh, let me just go get all the world cup guys I can buy. Yeah. Yes. way Jose makes a good point. Like the euros, like everybody was like kind of hyping that and they did some cool stuff. Like they got the new, like the French cards and the German cards and there was some cool stuff there, but the prize pools were still pretty meh. Like they, mm-hmm. yeah, they added those international cards into the pools and they spiced them up a little bit, but it was still pretty meh. Yeah, I, I almost feel like the coolest thing that's going to come out of it is if they sign more federations and we just get those cards like in the auctions. Yeah, but like I just don't see. Will there be any leagues at all running at that time? Like no, none. Not even like a weird Australian league or something. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Actually, I know like the main ones. For the Aussies out there, I apologize for calling your league weird. The MLS is weird. Hmm. League MX is weird. So, (laughs) I would imagine they add the A League at some point. I think so too. I, yeah, yeah. I I would think so. I think it's big enough. But yeah, it's. I think people will underestimate how. How, they overestimate how many like games there actually are in the World Cup. Like you're buying cards for the World Cup, and it's possible that some of the cards you buy have three games. Right. And you're oh, is that worth it? And I, I guess too, like if you are if you're a planner, at least you know the groups now, so you can start kind of like because yep. the game game like do we we don't have schedules yet, do we? Maybe we do. I think they have. I think we have matchup. Uh, yeah, I think they might have schedules. I thought we knew like who who was playing. Like we're we're playing England second, I think. Like our yeah. second game. So I guess you could make plans and try to like figure out what players you have playing during which game weeks. And man, that sounds so complicated. <laughs> it, no, thank it, you. It, it sounds really complicated, and I just don't think it's worth like the time. That's uh, like unless I mean unless they make some kind of announcement that's like yeah. Um, 
prize pools are going to be lit and you're going to want to compete and like they really make it to where people want to participate then then yeah i would probably go buy some goalies that actually play i guess because that's the big bottleneck there is goalkeepers that actually play in the world cup right right john andrews brought up that the fourth division in the u.s is probably playing Actually, I don't think they play in the winter. <laughs> now that we have this stupid winter World Cup. Yes, we say he said I saw that the Sydney FC logo was on so rare for the Champions League. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think there's anything coming. But... A league confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and Commons will be gone by then. They won't be gone. In fact, we'll all have hundreds of them by then. <laughs> but they just won't be usable anywhere. Oh, yeah. England, USA on Black Friday. That Could that be the the most televised um, Amer- in America soccer game of all time? Soccer I, game of all I time? I saw somebody say that the other day. It's got to be up there. Yeah. I don't know what the record is now. Trying to think of, there. Yeah. Just sell the cards. Yeah, I I don't know. I just need more ETH. I need people to buy all my crappy cards that I'm trying to sell. Yeah, I think that's you know, that's part of the problem is you know, a lot of people are doing that right now, is they're just trying to sell cards, get the ETH, and then wait and prepare for either the new MLS cards or to make moves during the summer. I think there's a, I think it's going to be a bummer for all of us who have a lot of MLS cards when we see the new ones and we're like, damn, those are so much better. Just like the way they look like our big head cards are going to look so stupid. Man, should, should, should I sell, should I sell some of my MLS cards so that I can get the not big head versions? Yeah. All of them. Like Guzan, no more giant Guzan head. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he'll still have a giant head there. Yeah. Actually, does he have the? Uh, do we have the new Guzan picture? We should. Yet? Yeah, we should because we have all the Atlanta United pictures are on there, right? Is that new? I can't. I don't even know if that's new. Yeah, I don't think that's new. Um, it's a new shirt. Unless this is like one of the photoshopped, like I think that's photoshopped because that's the same picture. I think. Oh, is it? It looks like it, and I think his twenty nineteen and twenty twenty cards all have the same picture. Like I think every year it's the same picture on his cards, or oh, he's just nice really one. like photogenic, and he never he never changes his expression. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's like the goalie shirt throws it off. I don't know if that's a good one. Trippin' B's calling us crazy. He said big heads will be collector's items in three to four years. Easy. You know what's going to be a better collective collector item? The Carlos Acevedo tiny head cards. Ooh. Yeah. Nobody wants big heads. They want tiny heads. Yeah. Yeah. Guzulander. Yeah. Is that Magnum? Yeah. <laughs> Where are these tiny? There they are. 
those are the cards we want. Yeah. For those listening, just look up the Carlos Acevedo cards on so rare. Let's see, what is this? Number 274 of 1,000. Those are the cards we want. I think Liga MX, they have a few game weeks left, and then they're going to be going into the playoffs and then have Mm -hmm. a very, very brief break. I think, um, let's see here. They start on July 1st, don't they? Yeah, so their last league game, they're they're in match week 14 now, and 14 of 17. So there's like four more league games, playoffs. Yeah, I think two midweeks left. Yeah. We're in one. Always, always fun. And then, um, what is that about a month month long break? I guess it depends on if your team goes deep in the playoffs or not. As I say, you just hoping for an Atlas uh, Santos final, so they just keep going. Uh I, I don't think Santos is going to be able to do much damage, but maybe doesn't sound maybe, like it. Yeah, maybe Atlas can you know finish in the top four or whatever, and then win a couple playoff games. Be nice. Did they win last year? They did, yeah. Or the uh, it was they won the uh, Apertura, right? Yeah, it was the first time they've won it, and it was like it was either ever or fifty years or something absurd. (laughs) That sounds like it's really different, but it probably isn't. (laughs) Yeah, ever or fifty years. Well, now that I'm a total Atlas fanboy, let's. uh... Oh yeah, so Vargas and Santa Maria. Yeah. Nobody sold, else though? I sold my Furch months ago. Mm. He, uh, he just had a hot game. Did he? Oh, yeah. Like 80, 80 plus. Oh, my God. Don't tell me that. But it's okay. He'll go back to having – well, he'll have one more. He's going to he's gonna score a couple goals this week. And then oh, he'll go back to – yeah, they have a, a midweek where they play somebody soft. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that sounds like two goals for him. <laughs> Book it. Uh, was there a Liga MX dip? How did they not have the entire league for Liga MX yet? You know, I, sometimes I kind of wonder if like they do and they just like hold stuff back. Why? I don't know. They have. They, I'm sure they have reasons for stuff. Like I used to always think that they would release like if they had if they had like five or six teams from a league, they would release like the teams with the worst players first. So you're like, ooh, I gotta buy some players from Syria. And then they come out with a little better team, and then you're like, Oh, the better players are on here now. I wanna get those. Mm-hmm. And then they just keep doing that. And then finally you're like, Well, if I want the best players, I gotta buy the, you know, hmm. I don't know. You buy any Chilean guys? Mm-mm. Hmm. The first thing I did was check to see if like that magically removed the red X off of any players on my gallery, and um, it didn't. You're not a Yamil Assad owner. Uh, no, no. Um, I did dig through my gallery though, and I found that like I have guys in the Colombian league, Uruguayan league, so I need those leagues, not the not the Chilean league though. Hmm. They didn't move the globe enough. No, somebody mentioned the Ecuadorian league. Maybe there's some good players in that league. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we'll get it. 
What do you think we get first, Challenger America or two different Challenger Europes? Man, um, how would you even break those up? I would just use the equator. <laughs> Challenger North and Challenger South? No? Oh, man. Um, well, I was thinking like Europe. How do you break that? Mm. I think in America. Europe would be tough. You know, obviously MLS is in champion America. Um, I don't know. I guess it'd be, it'd be tough. We, t- we kind of chatted about it the other day and like, yeah, you can come up with like, you could use like FIFA rankings for the leagues or something to, to determine which one they're in. I don't know. I don't know that I like how the leagues are structured now. Anyways, like I think pie in the sky dream, they get all the leagues, all the teams from all the leagues and you can enter the MLS competition. You can enter the MX competition. You can like, all of them are separate, but yeah. I don't think we're anywhere close to that ever being a thing. And then you still have gas and uh, global all-star U23 for like mixed teams and stuff like yep. that. But I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Might be a dumb, well, dumb idea. I would, I would imagine that's somebody's idea. That's so rare. Or at least it was at some point. Whether it still is, I don't know. But it makes uh, sense. Early on, we had a... Uh, like Jupiler only competition where it was just the Belgian league because mm-hmm. they didn't have any other challenger teams yet. Right. Or maybe, no, they did have other challenger teams, but the idea was it was, you know, capsulating them. They did special weeklies like that sporadically. Yeah. Those are gone now, I think. Conference Europe, Europe, oh, conference Europe. Ugh. That makes sense, I guess. Champion Europe, Challenger Europe, Conference Europe. Hmm. <laughs> I think the problem with that is that I think the right way to do it is to take teams from from leagues instead of doing total leagues. Yeah. Like if you did. I mean, like, can you imagine like the Eredivisie league? Like, yeah, you're just gonna have Ajax punching good. everyone. Right. So, like, why not? Which they already are. Though. Oh, that's true. No, no, but do like a challenge, whatever the, we're calling the top challenger Europe league of like Ajax, yeah, Porto, Sporting, Benfica. You could probably throw in PSV, maybe Alkmaar, Zagreb, Celtic when they're on. How would you just say like the top two? two to four teams from all of those leagues would just go into this pot. Yeah. But I don't know if you really want to do it that way. Like, I don't think you want like some, like is who's leading Jupiler now that promoted team. Yeah. Royal Royal St. Gillies union, whatever whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. Like, do you really want them there instead of Bruges? Like actually want them? Well, I mean, if you did top four, it would be, it would be Bruges Royal, um, who else? Anderlecht, Anderlecht and, and Antwerp or whoever. Yeah, it it's is not Gank. Yeah. Sure as hell ain't Gank. So those four would go into champion or challenger, whatever the top challenger division is. Challenger one. Right. Along with 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd have to do it that way. And splitting teams out from their domestic league just feels weird. I guess that's a way that you could like artificially give value to like lower tier players because they sure. would be, you know, you wouldn't have to try to your 45 average guy. I don't know. You'd still be up against some tough competition. I, I think guess there's still good players from those teams. Yeah. Salzburg. That's another one that would be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with John Andrews here though. Like season to season, if you have like, you're like, Oh, I have challenger one players. And then they you're like, Oh no, <laughs> they came in fifth. That's the hard part. Cause it, 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 it would be a good balancing like it would balance the game out really well, but it would be really confusing for like a new player to come in and learn the game. They'd be like, Oh, so these teams from the, this league are over. Like it just wouldn't make a ton of sense, which yeah, they could figure it out and whatever. And you, but And you'd hear all of us talk about how some team was like relegated from challenger <laughs> one. And they'd be like, Oh, they were relic. So we Wait, I X I X was relegated. What? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Again, I think this is pro hopefully this is an idea that they've spoken about just because it's like an idea. And so I just hope that they have like weekly meetings of like, hey, what would be fun? Yeah. And then they talk about it and then they're like, if it's not fun, then it's not fun. Maybe not even fun, but does it make sense? Does it help balance the game? You know, right. does it, is it good for, you know, so rare financially? Because mm -hmm. I think that that would probably be a driving factor to a, one of, these decisions right usually you want to make decisions that help you make more money when you're a business right right that's something people forget a lot so rare is a business speaking yeah, of which they're doing a kind of a charity thing right i guess so i don't know i i saw the thing and was just like okay i got no issue with it i don't have a lot of like i don't know did you have I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but Go did you have it. an opinion on the fact that they collected all that money for the COVID donation and then never paid out? Well, so that was really more the French community was uh, a part that I think that was driven by them. So it's it'd probably be unfair for me to have like an opinion, but um, I, I read the response that they gave today and I was like, all right, yeah, that seems reasonable. And I'm yeah. glad that they're giving it away to, and guess what? ETH has gone up 20 times. So it ended up, I, I think everybody's winners there. So, yeah. but again, like, yeah, it's, I'm probably not, it's not fair for me to have a strong take on that. I will say those who were involved had strong takes on it and were very upset at what happened and gotcha. are okay now that it's been somewhat rectified. That's good. That's all we have to say about that. <laughs> well, and you're closer to the uh, French community than, than I am, as you work with a lot of them and there's, mm -hmm. I'm sure connections there. So you, you hear, you hear more of that. Yeah, that was, it was one that I had heard a few times of just like, I'm not sure why, what happened to that. And Sora was a little quiet about it. So this at least makes sense. I actually was more interested in the fact that they like thought they had Atalanta signed and then like it didn't happen. They're like, oh, how do what happened? How does that not happen? Yeah. Um, I wonder how, I'll bet that happens a lot where, mm -hmm. you know, they think they have a deal in place and then something happens. Cause 
we had we had a few releases where they were like they announced a new team and then they said that the release was going to be a certain day and then like it didn't happen and then they were and then people got mad and it was just like they thought that they like had it locked down and Mm -hmm. then something last minute happened and you know probably some lawyer came in and you know messed everything up for everyone ruined the fun at least we got monza is that the chilean club no no that's the siri b club oh right yeah (laughs) are they doing well though i have no idea that would be funny if they were like a promotion like they were getting promoted and nobody was paying attention and you could like start scooping up all those guys my favorite thing oh my god they're second are they everybody there's gonna be a run on on monza is that monza Serie b so my favorite thing was when they announced monza and they were talking about how they had just gotten promoted and everyone's like they didn't get what do you mean and it was like oh they got promoted to Serie b like oh (laughs) that's not the same thing as like what we're all thinking Look at you. You saved ETH for all the Monza cards. Are the Monza did the Monza cards dip? How many teams get promoted from from there? I assume there's like a I think I thought it was three. Maybe they have a playoff. It's an extremely tight race though. Is it first is sixty five points and sixth is sixty. It says one comfortably at sixty three. And two get promotion. Three, four, One five, play. six, seven, and eight go to promotion playoffs. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, yeah we could have some Monza champion Europe next year, buddy. So they're tied with the third place team, right? Is that what I'm saying? They are. They're okay. up on goal differential. So they're in a they're in a tough spot, but maybe we should be buying Monza cards right now instead of, you know, talking about buying Monza cards. Yeah. Who's their best player? Yeah. <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> Just curious. AC Monza. You know, these team pages. Degeneracy right here. Oh, uh, we don't have Serie B stats. I forgot about that. Oh, you don't? No, of course not. Hmm. Okay, you got a young goalie. Who knows if he plays? This is fun. We can just guess based on, like, age and look if any of these guys start. So if they have stats, that's from, like, Serie A or something? Like, Uh, from a different league, I would imagine. Um, or is it the goalkeeper U23? Is it the is it Stefano uh Ruby? Joe? I mean I have I who knows. Cuz they have a 19 they have a 19 year old. They have a 19 player. yeah, here yeah, I got him here. My gosh, this is when we need all the Europeans in the chat. Um When are you guys going to when are you guys going to get Siri uh B uh, stats. No, 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 no. Oh, you're uh, see. not not going to happen. It's not happening. That's just. Um, let's it see. looks they like played... Degrigio is the goalkeeper, but oh, bummer, dude. He might be. I mean, I Gregorio. Guess he's U twenty three right now. Michelle. Until... Yeah. Yeah, he's already twenty four. Uh, hmm. Let's see who's on the bench. Yeah, I don't think Ruby's even on the bench. 
but uh, Christian Geicher took a penalty. Let's All I'm going to say is um, Boy, ESPN, ESPN has Serie B stats. Oh. Did Mario Balotelli play for them this year? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, did he? I don't know. Maybe part of the year or something. He's been in uh, Turkey for a while, I thought. Let's see. He did play for Monza last season. Oh, Five last goals season. and 12 appearances. Hmm. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not, right? So GS says Velodi is the best player according to SofaScore. Where's he? Uh, that's what I need to be using, SofaScore. 28-year-old midfielder. I was on SofaScore there to you know what's what's crazy is if they get promoted, they probably end up buying a bunch of players, and none of these players. Yeah, all these guys leave. Yeah. yeah. John Andrew said, "I hope you're changing the episode name to the Monza Bundle." <laughs> That'll be next week after we after we find out. You know, if they if they win this week and they're three points clear of relegation, then we're gonna no, be happy not relegation of the third uh, place promotion. I'm sorry. Playoff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Bruno Ferrer oh, says Danny Mota is good. Is that even somebody on the team? Who are these people? How do we even have like? Oh, there they're he very, is. They're oh, very. Oh, he's U twenty three. Italian looking names. Oh, he loses it. He'll never be U twenty three for us. Oh well. So this is what happens if you are able to listen to Andy and I for an hour and ten minutes. We bring the good stuff out at the end. Yeah. Like the uh, AC Monza live scouting. You know, we really need, and I hate to, I always hate to outsource stuff like this, but we need to go over to uh, Quinny's like Y Scout um, scouting videos. Yeah. So, Quinny, if you're somehow list, still listening to this, we would love, because I, I believe both of us are members of Quinny's uh, YouTube channel. Yep. We'd love a subscriber only AC Monza video. That's right. You know, and it's funny looking, he probably did one like four months ago. <laughs> he might have. <laughs> just looking at their ratings on SofaScore, it's like, eh, no, these guys are very good. In the second division, no less. Yeah, yeah, they're second place, and yeah, yeah, yeah. John Andrews said, "I pay forty-five dollars for this." Oh boy. Uh, I that Danny Moda looks good though. It's true. L5 of 62. Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet these guys would crush underdog. Or at least they'd be eligible. Crushes. Why do you, why do you think that? Because they just because they all have L15s below 40. <laughs> yeah. So if you click on Danny Moda, just out of curiosity, um, where is it getting those stats from? It has to be um, like long ago or international play or something. Like maybe he plays on an international team. He played three games with Portugal, maybe? I don't even know. I mean, this was uh, game week 170. Oh, Bruno uh, Ferreira says he was Portugal U21, maybe? Oh, oh there he is. Mm. There we go. Why the hell do we have those stats? Well, those those counted, right? We had that, like, it was the U21 uh, World Cup qualifiers or whatever. Wow. Do you, do you, uh, that was before my time. 
No, 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 no. Okay, so those those stats are weird. I don't know why those exist, but just this past year we had. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because uh, remember, like David Achilla played in one of the games. Yeah. For the U.S. Um. U twenty one euros. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But anyway, that's where the stats come from. Those gotcha. random games. But that seems promising. He was a U21, Portugal U21. You know who used to be a Portugal U21? Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joe Felix. Joe Felix probably was too. Yeah. Maybe Bruno? All right, let's go buy this guy. How much does he cost? <laughs> um, he, there's no floor price, it looks like. Not a lot of market activity on, on him. Three rare cards. Who bought these rare cards? Are all the Monza guys like that? Low oh, they're all in bundles. That's why. Um, let's find out. There's one unique Monza card, and it's Danny Mata. <laughs> Nanzo owns him. Um, I think Nanzo listens every once in a while. He definitely does. He's uh, jumping He's for joy right now with this discussion. He's probably telling out. He's probably sitting there, like, "No, stop talking about Monza. <laughs> Giving away my edge." There's only 100 rare Monza cards total. Huh? Oh no 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 no! I'm looking at. Am I looking at cards currently listed? No. I think that this could is, be it. I would believe I this that. Is 100 cards. Yeah. Where's that at the top? Um. I'm on Sorer Native right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you where do you find it. That's funny. Um, okay. This is what happens when we do Sorer Andrews after dark. We end up in a Monza hole. I was kind of hoping that like I might see a newly listed Monza card from somebody in chat that was like three ETH for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, there's some guys out there for like 0.01 ETH that I don't know. Probably not worth a flyer at all because, as we said, these guys are all going to get sold and they're going to buy a new squad. But I don't know. Monza doesn't even show up on the. Oh, that's cool. Monza. The site of the uh, Italian Grand Prix. We didn't show up. Bummer. Oh, well. Well, I think I we have to cut this off. <laughs> the Monza scouting. Yeah. It would be really fun, though, if they got promoted. Just saying. I totally agree. Like, Sower could just have, like, one giant, like, we told you so. Do you think they'd just try to sell them all? Yes. <laughs> well, could like, I guess they could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally Until could. the new season cards come out? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, oh. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I would imagine they have the team forever, so they'll have new ones. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they sell the hell out of those things if they get It would be them. hilarious. It would be hilarious. Because everyone complained so much when they came out. And guess what? It would still be bad. If they sold them, it would still be bad because um, who knows what players would even be left on the team, you know, come start a season. But Do you think they move them into the reward pool as soon as they get promoted? <laughs> I'm not even going to take that bait. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, we haven't had like a reward controversy in a while. That would be a really fun one. Like as soon well, as they book, 
promotion. We're about to get some reward controversies here because we are April 12th and uh, U23 guys expire here in what another two and a half months, something like that. So there's going to be people that, again, win U23 cards that have like no game week eligibility at all. I won one the other day. Yeah, today. Uh, no, it was last last week. That loses last. it in, in two months. Well, it's really like one month because it's a European card. So like uh, four games left or whatever it is. Yeah. It's probably some garbage Belgian guy who has <laughs> three games left and that's it. Fun. It was good. It was good. Anyway, thank you to everybody who has joined us in chat, especially those who are so willing to share the Mazza um, knowledge because obviously uh, Andy and I are not experts when it comes to second division Italian football. Fourth division American soccer, we are all over. Second division Italian, not as much. So thank you everybody for joining us uh, live. Apologies to all those who are staying up really late but also good morning for those of you who are enjoying us instead of working uh, there. I guess it's probably Wednesday for you. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind hitting the like button below, that's always greatly appreciated. If you guys are watching the replay and have somehow been able to make it this long, the like button is always appreciated. And for those listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it. I'll be honest, I've been a little disappointed with the rating numbers. Not so much the ratings themselves, just the number of ratings. So if you guys would really just take two seconds, I feel like Nellis just like begging people for reviews or ratings, but uh, they all help. So if you guys wouldn't mind doing that, we would be very thankful for that. So uh, we'll be back next week. I'll be back later this week with the Sora Data Strategy Show. Sean is out this week. Quinny is in. So tune in for that on Friday. And then Andy and I will be back next week for this show where we will go the full hour and 20 minutes just about Monza. So series, series C maybe. <laughs> or D I guess would be fourth division. So. D, right. Right. Yeah. Go steal city. <laughs>